Hey there, beautiful. Are you tired of the hustle? Feeling unappreciated? Saying yes when you should be saying no? Are you looking for your purpose and your passion? And what stories are you telling yourself that no longer serve you? Well, you are in great company. I'm Shirley Williams, and this is Becoming, your podcast for personal growth. Here, We will have empowering conversations about debunking our limiting beliefs, the stories we tell ourselves, and the unapologetic lives that we are meant to be living. Pull up your chair and come join me. Let's begin. Hey ladies, welcome back to Becoming. If you haven't listened to the last few episodes, then you don't know that this month is my birthday month. I am about two weeks into being 52, and this whole month has been about conversations, about reflecting on my past, being in the present, and embracing getting older. This whole process of getting older really has me focusing even more on loving myself, and we can be pretty brutal with our thoughts and our words. So this year, my focus is loving myself fiercely. Okay, first, let me define what loving yourself means. This is my definition. It is an inner way of being. It's a place where I can truly be myself and have expectations for myself. So setting boundaries, speaking my truth, and expecting people around me to do the same. Embracing and accepting the moments that I'm in, recognizing my mistakes, and learning from them. Also offering kindness to myself. A place that I talk to myself with no no judgment, no shame, where I honor all of my feelings. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. All of them. It's it's the place where I can internally sit with whatever comes up instead of dodging or ignoring. Because I no longer want to avoid. Instead, I want to embrace these moments. I want to move through them instead of moving around them. And I know that I can love myself fiercely because I've done it before. And sometimes life gets busy and I forget. So I start to avoid things or I start to move around things or push things down a little bit deeper without actually sitting with them. You know, almost five years ago, my 20 year marriage ended. And it was in that moment that I knew that life would never be the same. I mean, in general, You know, ending a 20-year marriage is never going to be the same. But I really knew in that moment that I had the opportunity to dive deeper than ever before to figure this out so that I could heal, move, and grow from this experience. I promised myself that I would love myself during this time completely. And I would show up for myself every single day regardless of what I was feeling. I sat in the sadness. I sat with the pain. I released any blame on me. 
I looked at where my faults were and I took responsibility for my part. I started to look at all the good pieces and embrace the things that I did right instead of the things that I did wrong. I cried. I screamed. I drank a shitload of gin that year. And I started to look at all the good things. I repeated all of that cycle over and over again. I booked more and more therapy sessions. I read tons of self-help books. And I knew that this was an event that I couldn't detour around. I needed to go through it in order to heal it. And in order to heal it, I needed to sit with it. It was a defining moment for me that I knew that I would be okay and that I was going to become the next version of myself. And fuck, was it a hard season. My whole life, I used humor as a coping mechanism. I would joke about traumatic events. I would avoid them. I would keep myself busy. I would tell people that I was okay and I wouldn't deal with them. I would actually visualize stuffing things deep into a jar in the pit of my stomach and closing the lid really, really tight so nothing would seep out. It was a technique that I had used most of my life with anything I needed to do, any traumatic experience. The problem with that, and I'm sure some of you already know this, the problem with pushing things down deeper and deeper and tightening the lid even tighter and tighter is that it will always come back to bite you, right? If you don't deal with the shit as it's happening and you're not learning and you're not growing, you are bound to repeat these experiences. And there was no way that I was repeating this. I honestly feel that this was the catalyst to loving myself fiercely. I started to dive deeper into some self-love practices. Yoga and meditation was my go-to. The gym, my girlfriends, my therapist, journals, self-help books, conversations with other women who had also experienced divorce after many, many years. Showing myself some love and kindness and being patient with myself and also cutting myself some slack when I needed it really paid off. And the last two years, I have set up such an internal wellness system that has allowed me to continue practicing loving myself on a whole new level. And you want to know what happens when we love ourselves? unconditionally, when we practice every day, we start to feel better. Not only physically feel better, but emotionally feel better. That internal wellness system expands, which means that we cope better. Then we start to expect more from ourselves. It's like we've reached a whole other level where this internal wellness system expands and we can continue to grow and we can continue to cope and other traumatic things will happen. And we know we're going to be okay because we have a system in place 
and we've also learned along the way. So what starts to happen is as that loving ourselves fiercely happens, people in our lives start to notice and they want more of what you're dishing out. Energetically, they want more, right? Have you ever been or met someone who just oozes love and grounding and self-confidence? You're like, I want what she's having. That's what happens. So then you start to talk about, you know, these self-love techniques that you're doing and other people around you want to start to implement them. And it's like a snowball effect. And then the people around you also get happy and they also start to heal and they also start to see what's possible. And of course, I have put together a list for you. So grab a paper and pen or your phone somewhere that you can take some notes. I have seven techniques that I use to love myself fiercely. So the first one is number one, put your FBI hat on and start connecting to yourself. Dive deep into asking yourself, what is it that you really want? Not what you think others want from you or not what you think you should be doing or being, but what do you want? Because you really want it. Because you really know yourself. Get to know yourself. What will happen is you're going to make better decisions. Number two, make sure you're carving time out for yourself. I know in the past that my needs have always been put aside, right? We're busy. We have busy jobs. We have families. And often, Everyone else comes before us. So you've got to make sure that you are carving time out for yourself. Go to a yoga class, go to the gym, take a bath instead of a shower, go for a walk, spend some time by yourself. It is a priority. And I know, ladies, you have heard this before. You cannot fill from an empty cup. Number three. Did you know that comparison is the killer of all joy? No, seriously, think about it. You feel good about yourself and then you start to compare yourself to someone else and then you feel like shit and it just snowballs from there. So the first thing in number three, get off social media, stop scrolling. Okay. You are a unique human being and nobody is going to show up the way you show up and share the way you share and you have your own unique gift. So stop comparing yourself. If you find yourself doing that, my suggestion is to make a list of all the things you love about yourself and put it somewhere where you won't forget. Somewhere that you can read it over and over again. Number four, Build a whole bunch of healthy habits and attach them to the other things that you're already doing that are healthy. And then do them every single day. You will start to feel better. And it's not only eating well, but it's everything. It's how you consume your time. It's moving your body. It's reading good books. It's listening to good podcasts or watching inspirational YouTube videos. 
Number five, set boundaries and say no. About three years ago, I started practicing the word no. I used it whenever I didn't want to do something. And at first, it was really hard. I felt so bad. I kept thinking that I was letting people down and I would change my mind and I would do the thing and I would be regretful for doing the thing. I would be angry at myself for not sticking to my plan. I would give up my own self time because somebody else needed something. You know what? It gets easier. Practice saying no. And it doesn't have to be something really big right away. It can be small little things, right? It can be things that are going to reflect how you're going to feel maybe the next day. And practice saying no without an excuse. My favorite line was, when I was practicing this, was no, I'm sorry, that's not going to work for me. And I would just leave it at that. At first, people were very surprised. They were waiting for explanations about why I couldn't do the thing. But then people started to just respect my boundaries. Number six, forgive yourself. Seriously, life is too short. Stop replaying the thing in your mind that you're going to continue to beat yourself up about. Forgive yourself. Recognize that the experiences that you have gone through are for your own awakening. Even if you feel you messed up, there is no mess up. You learned a lesson, you forgave yourself, and you move on. Dwelling in the past doesn't help us, right? It just keeps us in the past. And it doesn't serve us in any way. Number seven. Speak nicely to yourself. I want you every day to look in the mirror and compliment yourself on something. I mean it. If you walk by a mirror and you, your first thought is, oh, God, look how old I look or look how tired I look or look at that pimple on my face. Choose again and find something that you can compliment yourself on. Again, it is a practice. You are building that muscle. I was scrolling on the internet a little while ago, and I found an article from Medical News Today, and it was called Why Self-Love is Important and How to Cultivate It. The article talked about, you know, when we offer ourselves self-love and compassion, that it actually lowers our stress levels. It increases our health and well-being. The beginning of the article was, this is not just a new hippie age, hippie dippy age concept, right? It is a concept that overall will increase your health. It will make you happier. It was interesting because some of the tips that I talked about here today were also in that article of practicing self-love. So I know I'm onto something. It was be kind to yourself, compliment yourself, make time for yourself. And in the end, your overall well-being will depend on it. I know moving forward, 
any time that I forget, I'm going to listen to this podcast again. I'm going to do and continue to do all the things in my list so that I can remember to keep my cup full so that I can serve more, that I can show up more. And it's not only showing up for the people in our lives, but it's showing up for ourselves. It is so important. So ladies, love yourself fiercely. Go out and love yourself. Do all the things that you need so that you can show up for your family, for your friends, for your coworkers, wherever you are at this moment, at this time in your life. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, be awesome. Before I go, I wanted to make sure that you guys know that I have a private Facebook group called Shirley Williams Coaching, becoming a community for personal growth. And there's about 300 women in there now. And every week I go live with some coaching tips and they're just really tips to help you discover, to redefine the best version of yourself. And we have some real conversations about living unapologetically. It is a great place to get support. I love group coaching because it empowers us. It reminds us that we're not alone and it gives us a community of people who are going through the same things. It's really so empowering. So I invite you to join that community. I will be launching in that, in that community on Facebook. I will be launching the last 30 days of 2021 inside that group. So that means December 1st and I'm launching it. I'm calling it the last 30 days because I want you to start thinking about how you want to show up for the last 30 days of 2021. So that going into 2022, you are going in fiercely. That's all I got today. Thank you. Until next time. Thanks for joining me on the journey of becoming. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Want more personal growth? Of course you do. Check out my website at shirleywilliams.com. Join the tribe and be the first to hear about my new offerings coming in January 2022. Also, don't forget to join the Becoming Community on Facebook at Shirley Williams Coaching. Until then, see you next week. Be awesome.